Some say the happiest time of year. Of course, Jesus was born now, I guess. Yeah, and that frankincense and myrrh, baby. <laughs> But you know, sometimes people get depressed during the holidays. And I'm no different. So here's a little blues for you to start the podcast. And I hope by the end your blues will go away. Because this Christmas, baby. So smile, just smile. to episode five of the Dr. Breakfast podcast. I am your host and the man of the evening, Dr. Breakfast, and I welcome all of you. Today we got one interview. It's with the duo Mucho Gusto. We're talking DJ Tropic and Paco the G-Train Bandit. Yes, we are interviewing them about their newest project, Mucho Gusto. We'll talk about how they broke it up, how they did their thing, and what were their inspirations. And of course, we'll be talking about Muppets. Why wouldn't you talk about Muppets with rappers? So sit back, relax, chill, enjoy. I hope you like it. And let's get into the podcast, episode five. Do you want to dance? Yeah! <laughs> Put your away. the Dr. Breakfast Podcast, uh, episode five, I believe. This is a brand new venture. Nice. Uh, and we are going to talk today about another 
pretty new venture. We got Tropic and we got Paco, the G-Train Bandit, here today. And uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Uno and Dos and the, the whole project. And let's mucho gusto. Yeah, mucho gusto. So it's kind of like... Um, so me and Tropic used to used to rock together during the Duck Duck Goose days. Me and yeah. uh, Shane used to have this rap duo called Duck Duck Goose, and Tropic would DJ. And we at the end of the when we were performing, one of the things we specialized in was like the live show, you know. Yeah. So like, and one of the things that helped that was the fact that like he would always be like, "Yo, we should mix this song with this other song." That I just I just yeah, yeah. I hear it in my head. He'd have yeah, these yeah, like yeah. visions of like how we needed to mix this song with that song, or whatever. And so we started doing that, um, and it became like I feel like it was my favorite part of the live shows whenever we yeah. did that shit. And so so when it was like a twist. Um, excuse me. It kind of gave like um, people incentive to come see us live because you can hear what we do on SoundCloud and whatever. Sure. When a, you come live, you get a special treat. You get mm-hmm. something that you don't hear yeah. recorded. It's a different ball game when yeah. you're doing it live. So Gusto, that. that was the yeah. thing. It was like it was like, what if we like did that but like made it a recording? Yeah. Like we just did. We just had it be like the the, the, the the fucking DJ sets he throws at these awesome parties, mm-hmm. and he's always killing it. Last and the parties party are, was crazy. Yeah, man. you killed the shit. Man, man. I was. I was. I was that's why I was surprised. And you apparently, said you, were you were so drunk. drunk you, I was like, you don't what? even remember. Well, 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 like, uh, yeah, I mean, I I remember. I don't remember at the end of the night, but I definitely remember the beginning. And as I was drinking, I had a whole bottle of Southern Comfort. I drank a whole bottle, pretty much oh. a whole bottle of Southern Comfort. But I re- and like this week has kind of been kind of stressful at work. And I just remember saying, "Man, when I get on those tables, I'm gonna fucking rip them a new asshole, and, and I'm gonna get really <laughs> gonna take it all out on the, the board." Huh? And I told myself I was gonna get wasted, but I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait. So let's talk a little, Paco. I want to talk about your your uh, your lyrics. Your uh, your wordplay on mm-hmm. mucho gusto on the on the project it's it seems different yeah. it seems like you're hitting it harder it's a little less laid back i mean you you've always kind of hit it yeah. hard but it seems like you got some like some oomph behind these lyrics so <laughs> like is there a a thread i mean you know i think i think one of the things that changed about the way i wrote for this project versus other projects is that there was an understanding in writing it that you can't just write a bunch of verses and write a hook and put him in the appropriate places sure. in the song because the way the the song is composed it's like it's got this breakdown and it's got this drop like even if i use the same hook twice i'd have to re-record it because mm-hmm. the yeah, music changes the music yeah. evolves the and key, so right? yeah the everything key, yeah. key the tone like it's, yeah. it's more of a journey i had to like through write everything so that's like it's not like i'm writing four bars it's like I, I have to write this bar for this exact moment in the beat because it's it's so dynamic and it yeah. changes so much. And I feel like that has been it's been a good exercise, too. But like when 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 lyrics do that, when they try to, like, complement and work with the rest of the music, I feel like it gives an it makes them have more impact, you know. Sure. And so with with really dynamic production, it's 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 you're able to do much more. Like that's one of the things I love about Kendrick Lamar, especially that song "I." Right. Mm-hmm. That song "I" has so many different types of sound in it, sure. and the way he spits over each part is totally appropriate it, for that part. Kendrick is, is key with that shit, like yeah. changing with the beat. His flow, you know, flow. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Pablo's flows, flow, yeah, like yeah, his yeah. flows on the on this track were. Were crazy, especially in I believe it's on Uno, where like the first track, the Trop Killers, mm. 
Like, it's a great, like, example of that. You know what I mean? And it works. And then I, I tend to be the kind of person who's like, sometimes I have some trouble thinking of like an initial, like crazy different idea. Mm-hmm. But when I hear something like him say something like that, I'm like, oh shit. And I'm the type of person who can like yeah, try, go it, follow through on it. Like man, make sure yeah. all the ducks are in order. Like the shit's getting engineered right. You know, like all yeah. the details, like to bring it to life. That's, I feel like that's I one reason it's a good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, and, you know, that's and because I'm thinking so much about that shit, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, I don't have enough reaction. Yeah, so yeah, it's like a yin yang. It's like the chaos sure. and the order in it. There's a theory out there that all the Muppets are coupled up by order order Muppet and Chaos Muppet. So like Bert and Ernie's a great example. Okay. You know what I mean? So <laughs> and, all um, the Muppets Kermit and the, Yeah, they all have this one that so there's an order Muppet. What about like, and wait, who's um Gonzo's? I don't know. I mean, you can probably go through it. I'm sure. Okay, this, like, okay. It's like Gonzo and the Muppet Show as a whole. Like he's like the weirdo of the whole thing. You know? Yeah, he was always. Is he no an one, alien? Because they didn't is know. Yeah, because there was never. They don't know what he they is. Never, yeah, no, one, no, one, no one knows what he was. <laughs> he's a Gonzo. <laughs> he's a Gonzo. Yeah. He's the last of his. Kind. I love his nose, dude. That was weird. Is yeah. Great. Yeah, I just remember him and like Animal. Maybe him and Animal. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Animal yeah. was with the ba- like the band. The band yeah. was yeah. very like together and grooving, and Animal was chaos. He yeah, was no, like he was drum solo was go way too far. He couldn't even speak, but somehow he communicated. Yeah. It's they just understood through him. pure chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They understood him. Or like, <laughs> or like yeah. the the bumpets that were like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, and <laughs> and then the guy would be like, <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Shout out to um, Jim Henson. Yeah, the Muppets, man. I was at a at the. Because uh, they shoot Sesame Street down the street from here. Okay, so really? Is, yeah, we're in Astoria right now. Um, so yeah, it was the same. I was at this Chuck Jones exhibit at the at the Kaufman Astoria Moving Museum of the Moving Image. Because mm-hmm. right they here. have the whole studio right down the street. They yeah. do like Orange Is the New Black there. Oh really? They do. Um, Woody Allen used to make movies there and shit like that. Like oh. it's a studio, you know. Oh, okay. And they do Sesame Street there still. It's one of the things they do. And so oh, they had a Jim Henson exhibit at yeah. the museum once, yeah. and they had all the puppets and oh, shit. Okay. And recently they did a Chuck Jones one, and and, and it was talking about Looney Tunes. And so uh, Looney Tunes is in a lot of the same ways. It has these characters who are in a constant battle. Mm-hmm. So there's like Roadrunner and Coyote, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. like Marvin the Martian versus the Duck Dodgers, yeah. and there's like Elmer Fudd versus Bugs. Like yeah. it's like these these epic rivalries that never get solved and then like yeah. Sylvester and Tweety like and there's yeah. rules to the way they interact with each other and each rivalry is a little bit different in its sure. nature you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. about like who's more dangerous who's smarter who's this yeah. that you know like so there was always one that always won though right like there was one that was a winner yeah. like you know yeah, exactly, like, exactly Coyote never caught Roadrunner yeah. Bugs never got caught by or killed by yeah, yeah you know yeah. it's like there was always one that always won and the other one that always lost 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and But occasionally there'd be one like uh, Duck Dodgers and Marvin the Martian where the whole episode would be Duck Dodgers fuck him up and then he fucks them up and then they fuck him up and then he <laughs> fucks them. It was like hat coy, Coys and Hatfields, you know? It was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was like they both lose and they're just epically feuding on this moon yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Sure. Like, but what they, they never even die. Doing? That's the thing. What I mean, they, they just doing? keep going yeah. and going and they're going. Just, they're just in space trying to claim planets that don't matter, <laughs> like, for no reason. Yeah, like, yeah. like, go do something else. <laughs> So I hope you're enjoying the interview. Uh, I just want to break for a second and talk a little bit about the festival that I was at, Paco was at, and basically, if you're a rapper, everybody else was at. It was last weekend. It was called Fuck a Genre, December 18th, 19th, and 20th. You know what we did? We fucked your fucking genre. We were in the living gallery, and there was just so many people. And if you don't know about Fuck a Genre, I am one of the Fuck a Genre artists, then you need to check us out, www.fuckagenre.com. Check us out. Now, back to the interview, part two, Policia. I just want to like throw this out there too because like back in the days I used to rap and I used to be in this group called Soul South and I always wanted us to remake that like mm-hmm. that killing the name like use the beat do something with it like I always wanted to do something with it and you know and like Paco was over at my house and we we're just messing around with music like we always do and I just threw it at him and he was like I like it yeah you know I was like yeah let's <laughs> loop it. this part let's do that and then it's crazy like I mean, like, I have, like, this little idea, and then he takes it, and he runs with it, man. Mm-hmm. And he just, it turns it, like, from, like, this little idea to this, like, crazy, like, monumental type thing. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and you know, adding uh, Joe on it, mm-hmm. you know, it was crazy. Um, and, it, you know, the NWA, kind of merging NWA, the timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I personally felt that way, you know, being a victim of, uh, <laughs> you know, police brutality in my lifetime. I always felt that way, so it felt right for me to put out a song like this, you know? Sure, and it it came at the right, like you said, the right moment in time where, you know, this yeah. is coming up, and it's like... I definitely want to stress that we didn't make this song to try to, like, capitalize sure. yeah. of what's going on. Like, we made a song before, you know, the, the non-indictments, you know, before yeah. the decisions of the non-indictments. We made the song, you know? Mm-hmm. We both kind of felt this way. 
we made the song the week before Eric Garner was killed. So like the verse on it, we actually put on a site for Sunday mm. and the, the week after Eric Garner was choked. Mm. So we were like, oh, we were already making this. The whole the whole verse is actually based on a story. We did a show in Vermont yeah. where we drove up to Vermont and it was dope. Like doing doing shows in small towns are always live. Like, yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. so excited for you to be there. Because they don't, they don't have so much to <laughs> yeah. go to all the time. Like if people yeah. in New York are jaded and they're like, ah, I can go to show tomorrow yeah. the next day, whatever. They're yeah. like hip hop yeah. in South yeah. Royalton. This is maybe the best night ever, and we're just and like, they yes, turn we love up, you right? They and they turn up. up. They were, they I felt so... like a boy band. They show mad love in Vermont, man. Shout out to Vermont. Yeah, <laughs> South Royalton. Yeah. Ben Perfect Royalton Smith for putting Vermont. that show together. <laughs> yeah. But so on the way back, we were driving back. It was like two a.m. It was like late. So we were driving back and. You know, my girlfriend was driving at the time, and we got pulled over. Mm -hmm. It it was icy, snowing, like the ice was all encroaching on the road. Mm -hmm. And the police guy said, uh, you know... Um, looks like you were veering over the yellow line a little bit. And so, like, which, which oh, for us, line. too, it was, like, maybe, but honestly, that's probably the better thing, you know what I mean? Because there's yeah. ice on the sides of the road, so we were driving super slow, and so he pulled us over, and and then he was like, um, I need to search the car, and if you, if I don't, if I don't, if you don't let me search your car, I'm going to impound it until the morning when I can get a warrant, and we're just like, dude, because, like, I, all of our IDs were from different states. Yeah. <laughs> He's from Miami, and then Shane had his, like, New York ID and Abby had a main ID and, and I had, had a passport from Michigan yeah, and it was expired <laughs> and they got, I guess they thought we were like moving a heroin or something so yeah, like yeah. they started fucking with us and like well you're like, the only ones there too it's like they know yeah. those those like, guys are bored yeah, yeah exactly you, you ever see super troopers you know yeah, like I love those highway yeah. cops it's like that you know it's just like yeah. Yeah. they dick around I mean, so he, me it was like it was kind of fucked up though you know I, like in the, for the first time in my life personally like I haven't been a victim of a lot of this a lot of times I've got a couple stories but mostly, like, it was the first time I actually felt like the like I felt get like I was getting raped by the police in a certain way, like just in the sense that it was like he could do whatever he wanted, and he let us know he could do whatever he wanted. Sure. You know, like sadly, that was like that's I've been through it a lot, and it kind of mm. felt like routine. Yeah, to be honest with you, it yeah. felt and totally routine to between me. Between the two, like it didn't feel like I mean I can't I've been through it so much it kind of felt like I just kind of want to hurry up the process yeah. and just get back on the road and leave. You know, like, that's how I kind of felt the moment. And I also had weed in my sock. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, we all had a little bit of weed in us, and I was like, fuck. Wish I could just drop away, not trying to catch a trial. They, they hound us because my band is a bunch of brown men. Now they want to search the car or else they will impound. And I'm like, no, respectfully, but the next step is he messed with me. Question me while flashing this weapon reads just to pressure me now. Cause I ain't dropping my drawers So gobbles and balls You ain't got no probable cause And if it's laws You would violate In the Empire State Huh Yes Now we are at the last part Of the podcast We are at Dose But really quick I just wanna talk about This was recorded before the two cops, the two NYPD officers were murdered. I'm not going to talk about my personal beliefs, but just know that this whole fuck the police thing, it was really done before all the shit was happening. And there's been a lot happening. So, you know, rest in peace, those who died uh, in this fucked up, fucked up madness that we have going on. On with the show. Next up, we got the last installment. It's called Dose. And I want to know who inspired you guys, and let's talk about weed. Roll call, DJ C, Pharrell, Trent. 
prop killers, kid the whiz, suck it, rage against the machine, AOL, bro safari, four colors, Zach, beauty brain, keys and crates, Nico Javon, UFO, Dr. Luke, kids to deck, ratchet by nature, Timberland, Tony, Merrim, Della, Legalized too, though. Like yeah. I was in Colorado over the summer. Ah, it was like, there soon, it was like you just walk in and get like anything shatter. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I've never done dabs. That. I wanna, I wanna do some dabs. Yeah. Oh, dabs are that, yeah. dab will do you. Man, I, I did. I, I went to the Monday night game, the Miami Dolphins game, and my friend drove and he actually um had his rig. Uh-huh. And I was on already two edibles. These edibles called four tween cookies. Uh-huh. Four tween. Yeah, four tween cookies. And they're like, they come with hip-hop quotables inside. Okay. The one I got, I remember the second one I ate, it had a biggie quotable. <laughs> which one? But so I'm already on these two edibles. I'm like really like out there. And then I do this huge, huge dab. Boom. And then two of the guys start talking to me and they just look like cartoon characters. <laughs> then the hallucinations. And I was just like, I was like, I can't, I can't talk right now. Yeah, I've never hallucinated on weed. I can't imagine what that's yeah. like. Like, yeah. I've hallucinated on other things, but never from smoking so much weed. That, I f- like, yeah, I feel like if you dab yourself, you can get to one, not like acid hallucinating, but it definitely, like... Shit changes. Yeah, <laughs> the reality shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's there's awesome. a there's a line on uh, on dose because we got this song called Vape Boys because we were like yo, we're not cake boys we're vape boys it's like uh, all about that dab life because you can hit a dab twice and get higher than the gas price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man, I mean I definitely like um, my my homie that put me on to um, smoking wax. Um, definitely like, I feel like I wanted to share that with everyone else. I want everyone else to like smoke nice like I do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know but I mean I'm like uh, definitely like I'm I'm an uber weed head mm. I'm a weed snob <laughs> I'm an ex-grower so back in the day I lived in a grow house for like four years my what's life. that like I, I'm very curious about what it's like to live it's, in a grow house it's, it's a little bit it's a lot of paranoia involved I bet a lot of paranoia and you kind of like you cut everyone out of your life that's not directly involved mm-hmm. in, in the, the project yeah. so it limits who like like my family didn't even know where I lived mm-hmm. <coughs> like my family thought I lived somewhere else like I had a cover you know it, um, I had a girlfriend at the time and it kind of broke up our relationship because like I was paranoid that she was going to get arrested <coughs> with me mm-hmm. and I didn't want that for her and she kind of didn't care and it mm-hmm. just kind of drove a wedge between us mm-hmm. you know she wanted to live in the girl house with me Really? And I wanted her to not live there because if something went down, and so that right. ruined that. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love weed. I know it's going to be part of my life always. Like, I'm always going to be sure. smoking weed. And I'm definitely an advocate for, you know, uh, the legalization of it for medical and for, um, mm-hmm. uh, we call it? Purposes. Recreational. Uh, yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Well, I think I think we're all a proponent of that here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a, a very, like, pro-weed Space, you know. I remember saying to Paco about vape boys, like, yo, there's no like really dope song about vaping. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's few out, but like, 
there's nothing like that's gotten really popular. Sure, sure. So, and he kind of just, all right, and then like made a, a song about me. <laughs> I mean, we hang out, we hang out in yeah. his crib on the, on the turntables and yeah, like yeah, make yeah. music and it's like, yeah, we should we should make an ode to this. <laughs> yeah. An ode to vaping. Well, every new form of uh, being able to take drugs deserves its own anthem. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Tons of Molly songs. There's sure. tons of weeds, cocaine songs, cocoa. Yeah. About selling cocaine, you know? Yeah. And I guess, you know, now there's vape boys. Yeah. That vape fire take higher, higher than a space glider. Whether it's that wax or it's that shatter, I will stay wired. Or edibles, 500 millis in the black bag. Says so on the label, that's my favorite kind of hashtag. Fuck that cake noise, stoners, we the vape boys. Don't step in my safe with your play toys. You got that whack oil, aluminum foil, coil in your atomizer. Mine's royal, so I stay loyal to my vaporizer. Kaserasera. So thank you guys for being on the podcast today. Um, let the people know where they can find you. Tell, tell them this is your last chance. So uh, Paco the G Train Bandit, you could search that and it will come up, I promise you. But you could also just go Pac Diggity for everything, like P-A-C Diggity. Um, that's the website, PacDiggity.com. The Instagram, the Twitter, Facebook is, you know, facebook.com slash pockdiggity, SoundCloud, pockdiggity, everything. Just look for pockdiggity. Or you can just Google Pac with a G-Train band and it'll come up. And, Mucho gusto. Yep. Awesome. And you can find me, DJ Tropic, at, like, pretty much at DJ Tropic on Twitter, Instagram, um... Christian Mingle, Jew Date, J Date, J Date, yeah. <laughs> nah, but like definitely Instagram, Twitter, cool. you know. And I, I just redid my uh, SoundCloud, and it's um, SoundCloud.com forward slash uh, Tropic three hundred five. Okay. And I just dropped a yeah. new mix called Songs to Fuck To. Mm-hmm. Which, nice. Yeah, which is yeah. great. I mean, it's great. Like I always need new f- songs to fuck to. So man, this mix is. <laughs> perfect for that and it's not just like you know it, it can set the mood like you don't just have to fuck to it like you can use it to set the mood uh-huh. and you can just jerk off to it if, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you don't have any pussy or any dick or whatever it is you like like uh, yeah, you know you can just jerk off to it you can just I don't, jerk I don't off know if it. I can jerk off to a Drake song <laughs> <laughs> but there's people out there that can't there, there's a yeah, lot of people yeah. out there that can really the jerk off to a Drake many, song I'm sure, I'm sure many ladies have you know <laughs> play the guitar so to speak to that <laughs> and I think that's a good place to end it thank you very much alright awesome man great to yeah. be here enjoy yeah, this I'm gonna shake your hands All even right. though they can't hear it it's great thanks guys you can hear a high five though. yeah uh, there boom. you go yeah. yeah we're actually slapping each other's ass <laughs> <laughs> they can't see don't say that <laughs> Like we're serious, you go down on girls when they on their period. All the 
time, you'll never get naughty. Remedy, buddy, buddy, your other call me sharp. Bang, I'm up with another tan palm on my teeth. Gotta be drunk, man. I'm taking your car.